welcome to the Counter Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho. Josh, 3-0 against Alajuense away. How are you doing tonight, man? I mean, anytime that we get an opportunity to watch the talking heads at MLS eat crow, it is <laughs> an amazing night. Because the show that Danny Buanga put on tonight is definitely going to shut some people up. I mean, the show that LAFC put it to, as a whole put on, right? Like, yeah, you know, like given given the fact that they lost to Chicho Rongo, you know, we've I mean, we've talked at nauseum that you know where where is this team? You know, have they have they fallen behind Philly? All these different things, and then for them to come into enemy territory, right? Mm-hmm. Into a team's, you know, into a team that again, it's it's usually the 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 trap match for any MLS or or um, Mexican team for that matter, right? Any of the Liga MX yeah. or MLS teams when they go to Costa Rica into you know, Aluense or or Saprissa, right? Those are like kind of the two big dogs in Costa Rica. Yeah, you know, those are the ones that you're like, if you get beat one nil, two nil, we're not surprised anymore. Right? Like right. Those, those are the ones that the are the big the the favorites tend to lose and have to come back home and. And really pull one out. So, again, clinical performance. Again, this this team is is just keep, seems to gel more and get better and better and better. And I, I think they're just scratching the surface of how good it could be. Yeah, I mean, you're only at the beginning of the season, right? You're in year two under Chirondolo. Um You have more signings arriving this this past window that are going to be in line with what he's trying to do um man i it's i i walk away pretty positive obviously from this from this match not only because of the 3-0 win but because you start you see repeatable patterns of play you see you have a good idea of what they're trying to do and they're doing it against international competition we're not talking like i get it Costa Rican League, whatever you want to say about that, but if you, if you downplay the Costa Rican League, I think um, I think it's a trap. I think you're probably overestimating MLS's position in North America. Uh, they are the big dominant force, yes, monetarily, but um, there are a lot of good footballers all over this continent. Mm-hmm. So you can't just look past Alajuente. They are a great side that has taken down many, many MLS teams in this competition before. And so to see Danny Boanga go out and get a hat trick um, away in the fashion that he did, where it, two goals come from Ryan, Ryan Hollings head, which again, uh, what an incredible performance from him. And that I, that's something that you can obviously look forward to. I thought it was interesting that when Palencia came on, he did not move to the left. He stayed on the right. So maybe that's something that we can look forward to some more um, is him creating down that right flank. And then kind of a clever little, I don't think it was a planned set piece. I think it was kind of on the fly. Maybe it was a planned set piece. Maybe something that they've worked on before from corners, but uh, short corner played centrally. And then they, Alcuente just went to sleep. They, they 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 just weren't paying attention to Boanga anymore. Who runs on side, gets the ball, and just shoots with power to the back post. Uh, and so a three nil win. Um, 
they would have to score three goals, obviously, to tie it up. But I mean, three away goals is a big is a big result. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, when they go back to BMO Stadium, wait, it is BMO Stadium, right? Yeah, Did I have that right. Le Bunk. Now, now I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, it's BMO. B- when BMO. they go back to BMO. We'll, yeah, because we'll there's BMO Stadium and then BMO Field in Toronto. Okay, so that's that's what I was wondering about. I'm like, I have a, okay, so BMO Stadium in Los Angeles. When they go back, they you know like how often do they give up three goals at home? The last time they played at home in this competition, again, it was it was a three 0 win against Lyon, right? Mm-hmm. So, not that it I can't mean, be done. If but, LFC gives up three goals, they're likely to score five in in doing it. Right? Yes, like that's that's generally yes. they. Their mo. It's like if if they're going to give up a ton of goals, it's because they're pushing that trying to score just as many. But that's also LAFC 1.0. This is not, <laughs> and yeah. this is not that team. Um. Anyway, so uh, they're in they're in a great position to advance on to the next round of of CCL. Um. Like I said, they have you know, repeatable patterns of play. They're scoring uh plenty of goals in the two games that they played. And they kind of look unstoppable right now, Josh. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, right? We're two games in. Right. Um, but this team's preferred 11 is very, very good. And very um, apparent who it is as well. <laughs> yeah. And and again, and contrary to what other teams did come in, try to play rotated lineups and some of these things, LAF... You know, LSU looked at Austin and said, hey, that's not going to happen to us, you know, and put their best 11 out there. Yeah. And it showed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, obviously this is where MLS teams can fall into a little bit of worry, especially in league play. Yeah. But I think they're, this team is veteran enough and has enough talent you know, depth from a depth perspective that I think they'll be able to weather the storm um, of trying to get results in, in league in the middle of a CCL run. Yeah. Uh, because again, that's basically what took Seattle out completely out of it last year was them pushing mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um, regarding that starting 11, I think it's pretty clear that if Chiellini has legs, he's the starter. Um, I don't know how, like, maybe it's a two-game and then rotate type of thing. Who knows? It's probably, like, we're going to have him there for the opener. We're going to have him there for CCL. We'll rotate him when necessary to get around these specific games. But he's the starter. And at this point, I I don't think, even even just two games in, I don't think it's controversial to say that. Uh, I don't think it's controversial to want that either. The fact that he goes 90 tonight is kind of incredible. <laughs> like I don't I don't know how many times we've seen him go 90. You can probably count it on definitely one hand. Um, I mean, since he's got here, like maybe once or twice, right? Yeah. Um so it just such a positive performance. I think he and Mario are a very interesting partnership as Mario as we've talked about any balls in behind, he's going to get back and sweep. Chiellini is always in the right spot at the right time because he's seen everything. Uh, do you remember the uh, the clip of Dennis Rodman in mm. 
the last dance where he's talking about how he would go to the gym and he'd have guys just shoot so he could rebound. Yeah. He'd put them all over the court and mm-hmm. he'd just watch how the ball goes up to the rim. And he, he goes through all these like crazy hand motions and it's like, it's now a meme, right? Going over here, over here, over here. If it goes this way, I'm going to go this way. That's how I feel about Giorgio Chiellini is he's, he always knows where the ball is going to be because he's seen everything at this point. Yeah. If you're talking about uh, a once in a generation type defender in Giorgio Chiellini. Um, and also obviously so great on the ball. Whereas Mario's okay, but when you have Chiellini back there, Mario doesn't have to do any of the distribution, really. Yeah, I mean, Mario can focus on what he's yeah, he's yeah. best at, which is recovery. Yeah, right. Like there is no better recovery defender in the league. I don't think so. No, than no. than Mario, right? And so when he's not tasked with having to do other things, right, then that ju- that skill just goes up through the roof. Yeah, and you know when their powers combine, they make Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> so you know like i said i mean it it just it just fits right yeah. and that's the one thing to say about this this starting 11 it like it makes it makes so much more sense than any other starting 11 we've probably seen prior to this and how it fits together yeah because we again last year we yeah. didn't really get to see marie i mean Kilini maria with the Chicho and, and Max and goal and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, right? Like the way this team is playing right now, I get it, right? You have a good shot stopper in McCarthy who saves a, you know, who saves a big time, you know, big, a big opportunity, yeah. yeah. you know, um, with middle of the first half. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, you know, and you don't need him to distribute in the same way that we've needed to him in the past, right? Because we're not quite playing at the back in the same way that we have previously. Yeah. And yeah. if you're going to play at the back, it's more here. Let me pass it to Chiellini, so then he can distribute, right? Yeah, yeah. In a there's much definitely a safety valve there. Yeah. So you're it's a, it's a different ask of the keeper. Mm-hmm. And then when you kind of put it all, you know, you start putting it all together, those guys just kind of fit perfectly in terms of their skill sets, right? And like I said, when you go back, there's always seemed to be an odd man out in terms of how it all worked. Right, whether it was, you know, even in the best, you know, like go to that 19 year, right? It was Rodriguez who didn't quite fit in the attack, right? Or the midfielders yeah. didn't quite move when they're supposed to, you know. Or they, I, I mean, in that year, it was still, you were still like, you had this weird on again, off again thing with Dio and Ramirez as well. Mm-hmm. Which again, that, that position is still kind of up in the air. I it get, Through the past two games, the Opoku, Vela, Switching back and forth between the right wing and the and the and the nine has been fine. So yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where. And it goes especially when you're going to get Ryan Hollingshead in attack, right? Like we, yeah. you know, bef- before we came on today, like in you know, in the before the show started recording, you know, we had talked about this. And if this is a th- that pattern of play is so dangerous for for LAFC. Yeah. Know, if you want to talk a little bit more about that and what you saw there. Well, I mean, if you. So the first one, I think it's Vela that that plays him in, right? Vela's sitting at the top of the 18, um, as he often does as teams are trying to take away his left foot because we all know what he does from there. Um, so again, it's a, it's this, you love to talk about the the walking gravity concept, right? Where all the pressure follows the danger. Um, and Hollings just 
flashes forward down the wing completely unchecked because everybody's worried about Vela's left foot, as they should be. And the ball's away. He gets in behind. Cross comes in. Bowanga's there making the back post run. Uh, and then you see it again further further, um, further back on the pitch for the second goal. But I think I think Vela's still on at this point. Um, I was running a practice and watching on my phone, which is like a big coaching no-no, but went in run, right? Um, so we... Uh, I think it's Vela that drags the ball back into the midfield, brings defenders, plays the ball to Ilya, and then Ilya pops it up over the final defender's head. And Holling's head is away down the right flank. And again, back post, Bowanga's there, boom. Um, so I, I th- if that's if that's one of the ways that you get around teams doubling and tripling Carlos Vela and taking away his left foot, then fine. Ryan's, Ryan Hollings that is going to get in there and skin you. I mean, at, at one point he plays a ball around a defender and then goes around the other side to collect it. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just, uh, it was just kind of total domination from Hollings head down that right flank, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, again, for a guy that isn't a natural right back, right. And you know, all of, all of last, we spent what half of last season complaining about how his defensive awareness was just not ideal. It wasn't. It wasn't the same as it was on the left, right? Yeah, you know, like you said, you just kind of get caught in weird positions, caught, caught out. Um, but you know, half a season later, he's kind of figured that. It seems like he's figured that out, and here we are, right? He just yeah, looks yeah. like he's been playing there all his life, and so now you know where he actually gets to use his stronger right foot coming down the wing. Mm-hmm. I mean that the service he's providing, you know, and again, and when you have guys who are willing to make the runs, you know, Opogu's going to get on a, on, the, on the end of a few of those. And Puanga yeah. certainly is going to find more if you, you know, if you put it to that back, if it gets to that back post, he's going to be there. So the other, yeah. yeah the I other mean, thing that I like about Hollingshead there, sorry, is he's good through the middle as well. So if Vela holds wide to open up the space in between the left back and the right and the left center back, then Hollingshead can step into that space as well, collect the ball and drive through and then set somebody up. So you're looking at a partnership that can do a ton of damage because of the respect that you have to have for Vela and just how good Hollingshead can be surging forward from the back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a perfect storm, right? And again, you saw it for years at Barcelona with a rotating you know, I mean, obviously yeah. when Danny Alves yeah. there was at its best, but I mean, guys like Sergio Roberto, right? Are mm-hmm. Roberto? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? I forget. Yeah. It. There's there's a random right back that you know that would kind of fill in there, and they did fine, right? They still look good because again, Messi would take up so much attention on that right hand side, and it just allows yeah. for so much more space. And again, I mean, I, I'm sure Bella's probably tired of the the comparisons. But he just gives you so much room to work there mm-hmm. that again, like you're gonna have opportunities at minimum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so and again, so then now if you if you don't send help, right? So if you don't collapse on him with a center back and an outside back, Hong's head is going to make you pay. Yeah. If you play a one on one, now he's gonna have room to take a shot. Right. Mm-hmm. You send two center backs at him, he's gonna find a poku. Right, which I think he did in the first game. Yeah. 
right? or Bawanga so, outside, they're, you're mm-hmm. right back one-on-one, which yeah. is going to be problems, right? And so, so again, and then so flip it, right? You're going to, if Bawanga's on the ball, you send two. Vela is in shape this year. You yeah. know, I hate to say it, you know, unfortunately for the rest of the league, that, that man came in motivated, <laughs> finally got a personal trainer, and yeah. he's yeah. making runs that he hasn't made since he was at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, or maybe even to the the that U twenty World Cup, so yeah. or U seventeen, whatever it was. It is it is very interesting to me to overload down that right flank to see how they react and to have two veritable threats in Opoku and Boanga on the other on the opposite side, and you still have you still have Sifu who can who can finish if he's in the right spot. Yeah, but the, interestingly enough, right? So we, the other thing was the midfield is playing fairly flat, right? They're not pushing into yeah. the half spaces nearly as much as we've seen in previous years. No, I mean like sometimes they seem, sometimes they're in like a flat four three three. Yeah, they, which they is seem old perfect, school. perfectly content, right, to just flatten out behind the fullbacks. Yeah, and let it become, you know, ostensibly what a two, two three five. Yeah, yeah. I mean that it's you know it's like the the big question: How do you get to two three five? Is it from a four three three? Is it from a mm-hmm. whatever like that? Everybody's trying to get to that shape. Whereas now, I do, lots of European teams are going to the three two five, which I don't like as much. But so I'm happy that LAFC aren't in that setup. But yeah, um, but I mean, but they have the horses to do it, right? I mean, in terms of the way that that. Ilya, Acosta, and Sifu play like they—they're so good at taking care of the ball, right? So when the yeah. ball does get recycled into the midfield, you know we're fun, you know, and again purposely funneled towards there at times, they're able to either you know to to either turn it over and then just make such good passes yeah. into into yeah. into open space. And when you have the attackers that we do, they're more than happy to collect it and then and then drive it forward. And when that does happen. You just see so many good things happen because now the fullbacks are pushing high, right? And right, right. They're getting to the, the other, line for crosses. The other thing that I like about this, you, you see Acosta and uh, and Sifu getting on the ball further back in the half space, oftentimes around the halfway line or even behind there. Um, what I like about it is it as Opoku or Vela steps into that space in between the midfield and the and you know, the midfield line of the opponent and the back line of the opponent. Now, all of a sudden, they're chasing, right? So the ball, you get a ball further back to one of your wide midfielders. Ball comes in centrally to the false nine. And, you know, classic false nine stuff. As soon as that back line comes apart, Vela can turn and fire a ball through for Boanga or for Opoku on the other side, or vice versa. Opoku can play that ball, or Opoku can just start driving at that now disorganized back line where there's so much chaos. And so now when you do send Hollingshead on that late run, it's a, it's a nightmare. And if you slide over and cheat on Hollingshead, you still have Diego Palacios unaccounted for. So um, I th- it's like you said, it, there's, there's really just no holes anywhere. And it seems like uh, Chirondolo just has them set up perfectly to attack very directly and very efficiently without having to do too much recycling or too much, you know, too much movement of the ball to attract pressure somewhere. 
they're just going to see space and attack there, wherever it is. Wherever you leave open is where they're going to attack, and they can do so because they've got great players everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like, because like, I don't, what I, I thought we would do more of, and there's a lot less of, last year they did quite a bit, was Velo would collect the ball on the right-hand side and play that big switch yeah. to Cheeky yeah. on, the, on the opposite side. And, <clears throat> you know, it's fairly successful, right? It's good at, at imbalancing teams, right? If, you know, like, yeah. you'll see, you know, especially teams that have excellent fullbacks, right? They they tend to play that ball quite a bit. Um, but LFC will do it now, like, once a game instead of it being a yeah. regular a regular part of the game, you know, of the game model. And it's worked to pretty good effect, right? Because I think, like you're saying, just being more direct, being more controlled, being smarter about it and just kind of taking what what's given to you, right? Like, yeah. I want to, I have to go back and look at the possession numbers, but it didn't feel like LAFC was significantly in in the lead and possess from a possession. No, not until at least the second half. Um, it was 50 50, I think, at the halftime. Man, was it that? Yeah, I felt like LAFC wasn't on the ball much, you know, stretches where they were on the ball yeah. for a good amount of time, but, um, yeah, but again, it's kind of like do it when you have to, not all the time, right? You know, or for no reason, right. right? And that's again, that's just it feels like a breath of fresh air at times because again, sometimes we just see we would see LAFC play a certain way for the sake of playing that way, yeah, as opposed to because that's what the situation called for, right? So LAFC had fifty three percent of possession, twenty five shots, <laughs> twelve on target. Yeah, but so. For for having just over half, you know, like and have you know, like how, and they still manage twenty five shots on twenty five shots. Well, that's the thing is, you do, it's not a whole lot of possession. Well, I mean, it's plenty, right? But it, that is a lot of shots. You would think like, oh man, they just held onto the ball and just kept peppering them. But it's they keep getting to goal efficiently. So when you turn them over and you attack, it's ending in a shot, which is a good metric to to use, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in determining how how effective you are playing directly like that, uh, I wanted to, uh, to point out one more thing on that on that switch from Vela. If he comes into the midfield, drops on the ball, pulls apart the back line, and they shift to him right, and that switch to Boanga or Palacios is on, awesome. If they hold in their positions, and Vela's drawn the left back out of position. Again, this is exactly what set up the play with Ilié, right? Drop the ball off to Ilié, boom, popped up over the back line, and Hollingshead is now home free. And he can just clown on who, what on whichever defender draws the short the short straw and has to come defend him, right? So, even just the threat of that ball, it's like you said, you're just you're just able to read what the defense does. If they do this, fine, we'll we'll go the other way. It's uh. It's what made Tom Brady so good, right? <laughs> Is just take what the defense gives you and exploit it. So uh, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it just it's just different, right? It's so different than than that possession game model, you know, where you're where again, it just felt like there was. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to speak too ill of, of what it, cause it was fun to watch. It was, it's what, you know, made us fans to start, but yeah, this, this next evolution just feels like it may be more conducive to the long run as opposed to each individual game. 
right? Yeah, and I mean, even then, I wouldn't say that. I think I think Bob just wanted to create more chaos from pressing. Like even looking back at 2019, I still look at them primarily as like a yes, they play in possession, but so much came in transition still. But it was just a different type of pressure, right? Whereas LAFC are going to sit in the mid block sometimes. They they have a bunch of different pressing triggers, and when they turn you over, they're going to get to goal. But it's not just win and play forward, win and play forward, win and play forward, win and play through. Like that's that's how I felt with LAFC in 2019, and they were good enough to execute it to an extreme rate where they, they set all these crazy records, right? Mm-hmm. But again, but, you needed you also needed superhuman efforts from the likes of of Bella yes. and Rossi. Right, like they yeah. accounted for what sixty goals or something like that, and like seventy five percent of yeah. offensive production. Yeah, it all came through them. Which you know, again, so if you have two players like that, then fine. What and what you're seeing here is just a balanced team, mm-hmm. where so many of those, you know, it's it's not just those two. There's threats all over the place. It feels like San Antonio Spursy, right? In terms of like, <laughs> you know. Like or or like your so your your American football analogy is like that those Patriots teams that just kind of dinked and dunked their way, yeah, you know, yeah. Just they just death by a thousand cuts type of thing. Yeah, right. Um, other other notable things from tonight. Uh, I think Tim Tillman is maybe better than advertised. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's finally that fourth midfielder that we've been wanting to see forever now that can come in and actually do the job, not a job. Like he just slots right in and you're fine. Um, hopefully this trend continues where it's like, I mean, the Pat, both times he's been on the field, he's looked great tonight. He looked extra saucy went on the ball. Um, that's fun to watch. So I mean, he went, he drove that ball forward into space. Like, yeah. not yeah. like a like there's nothing, but again, I think he I think he understands the game model, right? Like it's a very, a very you know like, yeah, I think Toronto brought that German flavor to LAFC, yeah. and like I said, yeah. the game model is very German esque. Like look at the you know those you know Yogi Low teams from mm-hmm. the, you know the past, they kind of play the same way, right? It's go it's, go read Das Reboot if yeah. you if you're wondering what that is, yeah, right, um, where it's it's. It's, it's not that overly, you know, like that over physical model, right? That they were known for previously, but it's more. Yeah, of, again, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of a combination of both, right? Where you just get it's a pragmatic approach to total football. I mean, think about think about like stereotypical German engineering, right? What do we think about when we think about a Mercedes or a BMW, right? It's going to be efficient. It's going to be a little bit flashy, flashy, a little bit fanciful, right? But ultimately, it's there to get the job done, and it's going to be super reliable. <laughs> like, right? It's I, it's it, both like, a workhorse they, and and yeah, a, yeah, and stylish at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, if we want to, if we want to push this stereotype to its absolute limits, like that's kind of German football, right? Is we're going to be pragmatic defensively. We're going to have very defined, well defined times that we're going to change up what we're doing defensively. We're going to attack directly, um, so I it's it is it is uh, I don't know maybe we're going to get in trouble for saying this I don't but uh, it it does strike me as very German this this game model yeah I mean like I said 
it's just when you compare it to like how the German national team, like in Das reboot, is the probably the 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 exact. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like Steve must have read the book before he took the. You know, like that was probably the course curriculum for his um, his UEFA certificates or something. Here, here, yeah, I mean, here's the question: Did did JT give it to Steve and say, "Hey, this is what we're trying to do. Can you do this?" Or did Steve give it to JT and said, "This is what I will do with the with the team." That's yeah, the real I, question. I, think, I feel like it's more of that because, again, when you look at it, it's like it's it's a reinvention of what you're already doing. It's not a complete right. You're not you're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater there. No, right? no. It's taking it's like okay, I have these pieces. Now, how do we tweak it just a bit, right? And and that was the, that was the that was the famous line at the presser, right? That that had everyone up in arms, you know. Like, yeah. Well, we're just gonna be we're gonna make little tweaks here and there, right? Yeah. That, well, and I mean, that, if you think about it, there's a reason that uh, there's a reason that Pep did work at Bayern, right? Like it's because those two systems do marry together at certain points, mm-hmm. so. It's not like they're they're it's like they're set in opposition. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, Tillman, I like him. Buke again looked good. Look forward to seeing more and more of him. Diego Palencia again played as a left back, which I did not expect when he came on. I figured he would be moving He'd swap Hollingshead right with Hollingshead. But it looks like maybe we have two swing fullbacks, and Hollingshead will be the full time right back. Um. I mean, it's a so, good problem to have. I won't lie. It is a good, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if Palencia can do the job, this is kind of what we've been actually asking for: is either to have to be too deep at that position, or to have legitimate, like a legitimate two sided fullback. Mm-hmm. And I think Hollingshead is there. Uh, he looks plenty comfortable defending and attacking on the right, obviously. And we'll see. We'll see what Palencia looks like. As well, I mean, because isn't that the thing? It's like Palencia is at this point too good to be the guy who just rotates back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I think right? I like, think that's probably a, a revelation from last year. You didn't anticipate him being this good, but um, again, you saw plenty of it last year. And in the defensive awareness is what we kind of grilled him on, like you mentioned earlier. But um, it's not a problem now. So I think we're good. Um, I mean, there's really nothing else to talk about. Just dominant would just revel in it. Everybody, it was a great, great performance, and it yeah, gives you a lot I mean, of hope for what the season is going to look like. Absolutely. Now, again, the biggest thing, the questions that will come up are how how does it translate when you start adding, you know, like what does Sunday look like? Yeah, right? and yeah. how ultimately will the will this chase affect them in the long run? But again, I, it just feels like they have enough smart people in place to under you know to rotate as necessary or to to make those changes when it, they need to be yeah right? right and again vela's played 60 minutes or in each of these first two games mm-hmm. right maybe he doesn't start on sunday but again if he's only playing 60 minutes three times a week hmm, he's probably okay yeah right right Going right. forward, right? I don't think you're going to have to load manage him in the same way, you know, because you know you're not you're not asking him to play a full ninety every single game. Mm-hmm. And so again, you can tell that like, because as you get into the end of the season, that he'll just have a little bit extra juice in him, um, right? And you know, again, you and then you have the and, you, and we do have Aaron Long now, right? Where 
heading into the Sunday against a team like New England, right? You probably can start him over Giorgio there and probably be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm you're you're not gonna be too threatened by the revs. So you could probably rotate a little bit and not have to worry too much about it. Yeah, I, I mean I would I would assume you'll probably get the same front three as today. Maybe Buke starts over Buanga or someone like that, but I Buanga feels like now he's gonna play ninety. I feel Almost yeah, he, you're talking about a prime age player who's in great shape. I I don't think I think he'll be fine. Yeah. So he'll he'll likely be the guy that just plays every game with the exception of Open Cup. Yeah. Right. Um and then same thing with Apoku, right? He's likely to play you know, he'll play anywhere between 60 and 90 minutes every single game. Yeah. Um Vela will he, I mean take... he he only went like 60 today. He and Ilya yeah. came off at the same time. I think it like the 64th minute or something. So, I thought Vela came off first for Tillman, right? I thought it was Ilya and Opokua for Tillman and and Buick. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't quite make sense, but yeah. Anyway, well, I mean, they did go to two fours, right? Because at some point, Sifu was playing the nine. Yeah, which is ugh. much to your chagrin. I mean, I get it. I get it. Somebody's got to play there. He's done it before. I just, I, I think his positioning is just so poor at that spot. And again, it's because he's not, he's not a forward. Yeah. He's just not. So Ilya went 90, his... t- 90 today. Ilya didn't sub off? No. Vela came off first for, okay. for Tillman. And then... That's right. Now I remember. Okay. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then Buick and Palencia came in for a Poku and Palacios. Okay. And then Got you it. had Duenas come in as the late sub for Buanga. Yeah. Again, watching at practice. So. Yeah. So, like <laughs> I said, I think the the likelihood is that, you know, come Sunday it's going to be. Yeah. Long and Mario. Yeah. Um, cheeky and Palencia maybe. Mm. You know, um, give him the start. And then maybe Buick starts over one of those guys. Yeah. And then again, you could probably sit Ilya and Tim- Tillman can come in and start with a Sifu and Acosta. Right. Okay. Let's get into some questions here. Uh, first one, uh, Lavanda Popular. A moment of appreciation for Steve Chirundolo came with the A team in a conservative but effective game plan in a historically difficult environment. Yeah, I mean, give this man his props. This guy, uh, all he's done so far is deliver. Um, for especially for somebody who a lot of people looked at as an underwhelming uh, hire because of his time with the lights and you know hadn't really coached a whole lot. He's been just what the doctor ordered to get this team back on track. Obviously, I mean, he won a double last year, so. Uh, and he looks primed to win some more hardware this year if he keeps this up. Yeah, I mean, he he just is. It's, a, it's like a breath breath of fresh air, right? In terms of what he's what he's done. But again, I think there's that realization that you going into these hostile territories, you just don't want to lose within the first ten minutes. Yeah. Right, yeah. and it felt like the model was set up 
to just take the air out of it in the first 10 to 15 minutes, let everyone get settled in and then wrap it up. Yeah. Right. All right. S boot the difference in approach for Austin and LAFC and obvious emphasis on CCL. I mean, clearly Austin was just looking to mail that one in and they did the Cabral slash Bawanga finishing comparisons because of a tiny sample to end last year. Uh, last regular season by one MLS pundit. We all know exactly who that is. Look, if you follow Doyle, I don't begrudge you. He is, for whatever, like, for one reason or another, he is the authority in MLS because he works for the league. Uh, But man, the sooner everybody realizes that most of his shtick is trolling and, like, propagating the league... (laughs) via trolling, right? Uh, the sooner you're going to get your sanity back. <laughs> and then Giorgio going 90 after playing Saturday at age 38. I love every single one of these observations. Yeah. Uh, the profile of LAFC actually going for it, whereas Austin doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, small franchise versus big franchise. The Cabral, Bawanga proof, right? And then Giorgio again, 90 at age 38 after coming back off of these injuries. And we didn't even know. Most people had Aaron Long pegged as the as the odds-on starter. Yeah, Much and he's too, a rotation and, piece for this team. Man, uh, and I can't tell you how relieved I am. <laughs> That's not <Yeah>. the case. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, Tom Camilleri, Dennis Bowanga. He was a step slow early. He tried to take on two defenders to no avail. He had a hat trick. The man's a menace. And don't forget a Poku, uh, who did work in the first half so Boanga could shine in the second. And because of that, LAFC has more dubs in Costa Rica than the USMT. USMNT. Yikes. <laughs> you know, and again, let's let's also not disrespect how good this LUNC is win because they have two more champions, CONCACAF champions trophies yep. than... Yep. You know, most of the teams. Yeah. Right. So they've won it to, again, they've won it previous, obviously, it's since, since it became the Champions League, it's been only Mexican teams and then the Sounders. Yeah. But previous right. to that, this team has won this competition twice. Mm-hmm. Right. So they are not to be disrespected. Do you know how many other hat tricks MLS players have scored in CCL? I don't, zero. They're usually all half the teams are out after the first round, especially away, right? Yeah, I wonder if that's the first away MLS hat trick in CCL. I mean, the only time it probably ever happened was you know when there was four teams playing in the yeah. I mean, I guess if you're playing like uh one of you know one of the teams that gets through from Panama, Honduras, or you know a Dominican Republic team, like maybe, but man, I. I don't even know where to look for that, to be honest with you. I mean, Vancouver put up five, so. Yeah, but that was at home. Oh, that's true. They had those guys playing on turf in British Columbia. (laughs) It's just mean. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, we don't, LAFC doesn't play very well at Vancouver either. Uh, Because it's not turf. It's like like the old Astro, like, like cement with a green spray paint, basically. Yeah. Did you did you hear about uh, all the Phillies from like 1978 to 1994 or something that played on played in whatever whatever stadium 
they were playing in that mm-hmm. it's like some astronomical rate of brain cancer among them. Oh my gosh. And there was like just another one diagnosed the other day, I think. For whatever reason, it was back in the news. And I, I was like blown away at how much. It's probably because they like used asbestos or something to stick the stuff onto the floor. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. Weird. Uh, next one, Lionel Hutz. The starting 11 is incredible. Even if LAFC could upgrade at any of the positions, I struggle to see where that would make sense. Apoku is just the perfect compliment to Vela. Yeah, it's so far so good, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that plan is working to perfection. So. So uh, your only way to, I mean, again, your your likelihood is that Sifu leaves, right? So you have to do something there in the summertime. Yeah. And then Bobby Firmino signs with LAFC and, <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not going to not start that guy. Yeah, yeah. Just putting it into the universe, guys. <sighs> that would be pretty incredible to see. Um, the Bacchanal. Is Denny winning the Golden Boot in MLS this year? Are LAFC winning CCL? No bet on LAFC winning CCL. I, I don't like making those predictions. Um, I think you have to look at Boanga as at least in the top three, four in contention for the Golden Boot. I mean, if he doesn't score 17-plus goals, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's probably, yeah, 17. Over-under. number. Yeah, I'd take the over on 17. Yeah. By how much, though? I would take the over... Because, again, Vela broke my mind when it came to these... And Joseph, too, right? Like, yeah. those two kind of changed what it meant to score goals. And I think if you set the over at 24, that's right back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, like you talk about, I mean, if if he's playing significant minutes all through the summer, and Hollingshead is still just serving up dishes like <laughs> from the right wing, what you like? You guys think that RSL is going to defend those on the back post? No. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. I mean, that, he's going to eat. So, is RSL even going to be a team at this point? What, did did their announcement? Ever come out? Whatever announcement they no, someone said that they're they like the league is taking over the team. I saw I saw something about that, but I wonder whose homegrown territory I would then live in, and who my kids would belong to then. Um, the Las Vegas. Oh, how dare name. you! That's totally what it is, isn't it? They're just going to move to Vegas. Probably. Ugh. They're just going to. Yeah, it, it, what would suck about that, too, is it wouldn't even be like promoting, quote-unquote, promoting the lights. It would just be an MLS team moving in and crushing everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so gross. It's so gross, Josh. Uh, Somber Amareth, I like that we are putting the ball at the back post. I hate that we still do not capitalize on second balls as we should. Yeah, I mean, this is this is really what me, you and I already talked about this. The idea of Sifu at the nine, like he has no awareness of where that ball is going to land. Exactly what we talked about with Chiellini, right? On the other yeah. side of the field, he does not know where the ball is going after like for a, a rebounded shot or something like that. Um, he's, he's just not a poaching striker, right? He's very much a 
quasi false nine, mostly just very much a midfielder just being a, asked a midfield. to yeah. waste the last fifteen <laughs> minutes of time at striker. Just just go pressure the ball when the center yeah. backs have it, please. <laughs> just see this game out so we can go home. Right, and if the, I mean if that's the case, then fine, whatever. Um, Justin thirty three W. Ryan overloading and overlapping uh, the right hand side should have gave us three goals. Alajuente uh, had no answer to that. Happy for Duenas for making his debut for the club. Wait, did Duenas come on? Yeah, in like the ninety fourth minute for about forty five seconds. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I he really came on for Buanga when after Buanga like okay got uh, it during stoppage time at some point. Got it. Well, that is pretty awesome that he. That he debuted there. Did is that the same as Bryce Duke? Did Bryce Duke debut against I think so. I think he debuted against Leon, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Away at Leon. I mean they're just is trying this to the get thing out. that LAFC is gonna do is give people their like give kids their debut and like away in CONCACAF. Yeah, where you get hit with a battery. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no no better way, I suppose. Yeah. Like you learn wake real up, quick. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. All right. Uh, anything else, Josh, before we close up shop here? No, I'm like I said, enjoy it, LAFC fans. Um, shout yeah. out to the Traveling Faithful. I think they have about 500 traveling yeah, supporters. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, who, you know, did make it out safely. At about the 85th minute, they were escorted out by security because it was getting a little hostile. Yeah, and, yeah. And stuff. So, yeah, um, per, you know, some of the some of the people that I know – they are able to make it back safely um, to their rendezvous point. Now they're just enjoying the night. Nice. All right. You can tweet at the show at counterpress underscore. You can tweet at me at Kirk Kinsey. Josh. L-A-T Josh on Twitter. We will talk to you all after the Revs game. Good night. <laughs>